0: My friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 64. Through this show, You and I will both examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences, the good and the not so good, through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. Now, if you like what you hear in this show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are currently on. Now, in this episode, Living Forward, it's a bit of a daunting title, one that suggests we may need to walk in an uncomfortable space while discussing you, us all, finding a way to live once again now it is a space we will someday come to face whether we face it with knowledge and grace or we face it with struggle and frustration it will be a moment we need to face so i invite you to come along with me in a discussion where i discuss the possibilities on the horizon for us all and how we can best approach that part of the path we are currently on Once again, welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast. Now, before I get into this particular episode, I'd like to apologize for the lack of a brand new episode last week. Usually I don't do this because honestly, with a podcast weeks or months later, nobody's going to really know that there was a skip in a week, but I would like to just apologize because actually what I was doing instead of putting together another episode was something for myself, and it was quite exciting. I've been doing this for the last four years. This is the third time that I was speaking at an event down in Orlando, and it's for 50 like-minded entrepreneurs, people that really want to move the needle forward in their business or maybe a brand new business that they are working on. And let me tell you, the uh, The inspiration in the room is absolutely unlike anything else that I've ever witnessed. And these people, many, many, many of them, which are, I can easily and happily call my friends, are just the most refreshing and honest people that I have ever known. And I started this uh, particular event called Momentum back in 2019, held by my friend Lou Mangiello. And he brings together the people that really understand each other, and they can share their knowledge, and they can really help each other build upon what their project or what their goals really are. Now, I did this for myself. This is something that I kind of uh, work, work on for myself. And that kind of brings about a little detail about grief that I need to make sure everybody understands because we need to admit that going through grief obviously is not easy, especially if you have other people that are relying upon you. It's not easy to walk this particular path, but in order to do so in the right way, in the strongest way, You need to simply take some time for yourself as well in order to refresh your energy, in order to help build yourself up, to keep yourself strong. And whatever that is, it could be as simple as a cup of coffee or a a little treat on the side or going for a walk in a beautiful wooded area during the fall while the leaves are changing. It just kind of revitalizes you and refreshes you. So whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a trip. It doesn't have to be going to a conference. That just happened to be where I was. And let me tell you, it really put a a good shot in my arm. So I just wanted to apologize for that, but also make sure that you understand the importance of doing something like this for yourself. Whatever it is, try to get that worked out in your future very soon. You will not be disappointed. So now on to this particular episode. Again, it is called Living Forward. So let's begin with a subject that is not easy to discuss and even more difficult to consider after loss. That's the title, Living Forward. That's a very difficult consideration to make. It is with purpose that I use the phrase living forward. I'm not sure if it has been used in this particular space before or just something that my mind came up with, but either way, I believe it easily illustrates with words a mindset that is important to consider after loss. Not just flippant phrases like moving on that that those words in their true definition is just simply wrong. You may move forward from grief and from death, but believe me, you will never move on from it. Moving on is to suggest that you leave something behind, as with moving forward, you bring your loss with you. And I think that's a very important distinction. As well, we We all have heard and read through various resources about grief and grieving. There are anywhere from five to seven stages of grief, depending upon your findings on the internet. For this brief portion of this discussion, I will use the more common five stages of grief. Number one, denial. Number two, anger. Number three, bargaining. Number four, depression. And finally, number five, acceptance. And although they are in a specific order and can be argued that they will typically progress in this order, it is not an absolute certainty, as nothing truly is with grief. If you haven't found out yet, you will soon discover that. So what I'm saying is you may experience these in a slightly different order, but more importantly, in such an unpredictable manner that you will discover your experiences with one or more of these stages, may occur more than once over a period of time. So once you get through anger, do not be surprised in the future, as you're going through bargaining or the depression, that the anger creeps back in. That certainly will happen. And that expanse of time will also be different for each person going through the stages. And I say this often throughout the podcast, and I feel it is necessary to touch upon once again today. Grief has no tidy progression. It has no clear timeline, and it will be experienced nearly 100% of the time in an inconsistent manner, out of order, out of the order that you think it's supposed to, as it is often suggested or written, and absolutely unpredictable. Bottom line here? Living forward, I believe, is a mindset to a better use for your grief. Now, mindset, in essence, is a key phrase that has grown in popularity over the last decade or so, used often in business and personal growth. Grief is certainly personal growth, and I'd like to examine that right now if I could. But I'd like to do so with the help of a good friend of mine. She's a leadership coach and facilitator who works with management teams, executives, and business organizations as a way to better build and maintain teams and employees and companies. She also works with entrepreneurs. My friend Angie Robinson also has her own podcast, The Practically Perfect Leader, which I found to share insights that relate to life in general, as well as corporate America. So please help me welcome Angie to the mic. So hi, Angie, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time.
1: Hey, Tim, always happy to to talk with you.
0: Great seeing you again as well. Now, of course, what I'm talking about here is definitely grief once again, but in a more specific way of taking steps forward and trying to use something that I know in your, your world, you use an awful lot. That's mindset. And Anything that you use for uh, leaders and the professional world, I always hear what you talk about on the leadership of podcasts that you have. And I constantly say, you know, this works in everyday life. This works for even what I'm going through. So that's why I brought you onto the show, but because I really want my listeners to hear your point of view on how perhaps mindset or any other aspect of what you do could potentially help somebody who is grieving great loss
1: yeah i mean it it is so good and you know mindset is i mean it has all kinds of different labels i think um but really it's just a set of beliefs right that we hold to be true that um we use to make sense of the world and our mindset whatever that is influences our thoughts and um which has a direct correlation to our our results. So it is whatever it is that you believe in the moment is going to create um, what feelings you have, which then is going to generate whatever actions you take, don't take, and it's going to create whatever results you have in your life. And so um, I think it's the foundation for, honestly, everything that we do in life and experience, grief included. Yeah,
0: yeah, I totally agree with that. Now, how in the world does somebody who has experienced something so negative, actually turn to mindset and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to engage this. Because obviously, when anybody's going through loss, there's so much in your life, even normal stuff, that that doesn't happen the same way after loss. Because your, your, your mindset is not really in the same place that it used to be before that loss. So how do we get ourselves there? How do we actually get ourselves to a point where we can actually use the benefits of changing our mindset. Any ideas?
1: It's really, it's a big question Yeah, Um, it is because it is right. Because again, okay, I'm going to use thoughts, right? Mindset really equals thoughts. So I'm going to use that terminology um, as well. And we have them, we have thoughts and there's not a right or a wrong. So I think kind of taking the pressure off to be like, I need to get in the right mindset, quote unquote, or change my mindset. Have to just be careful about what pressure that might put on. So because that's when we say there's a right or a wrong or, or something like that, it indicates that what I'm doing right now isn't good. And that's first we have to kind of abolish that. You are where you are for, for whatever the reasons are. And, and that is OK. Let's not judge. Let's not put extra pressure on ourselves. But that's kind of the first thing. And then it's just really being aware. What are the thoughts I'm having right now? And are they helpful or are they not? Um, Does that make sense?
0: I think it does. It definitely does. I was kind of getting wrapped up in the direction that you were taking us because oftentimes I talk about how um, grief is a very, it's not predictable. It's very messy. And it, uh, it, it kind of comes at us in the oddest ways and when you're trying to deal with mindset and you're trying to actually change the way that you're thinking about something Mm -hmm. it oftentimes is hard to just give up what you believe or what you've been Mm -hmm. told which is really oftentimes the the issue that i find with anybody coming into this world of loss and grief they come with so many beliefs and Mm -hmm. like you were saying about mindset is just uh, an action of thought that's kind of the place correct me if i'm wrong that's kind of the place that we have to start we Mm -hmm. have to start with what is truly not i'm going to say true you know, those people that are out there that say, you know, well, there's a beginning to grief and a middle and an end. And as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, that is not something that I believe, nor it is it something that is true. It's just not, uh, grief does not have an end. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's hard to put into words, and the idea of this i this living forward finding a way to take step for steps forward really has a lot to do with not only of course uh, the love for that person that we lost but even potentially society's belief as to what grief truly really is and i think that's where a lot of mindset and thought work mm-hmm. is really necessary and of course Correct me if I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think you're spot on. And again, there's just there's a lot to unpack there. And I kind of see just what you're saying. Two different kind of buckets. There's the, the what we're conditioned to believe, or what yeah. societal expectations or mantras are that are out there. And then there's your own collection of thoughts. Like there's two different things when it comes to societies. Or if someone says there's a beginning and an end, those are those are just words. Right. And you get to decide as the individual person, what do I make those words mean? Do I believe them or do I not? If I disagree with those words, what am I making that mean about me? Am I doing it wrong then? Like those are the thoughts that you as the individual get to kind of um, tune into a little bit and unpack for your own self. So you get to decide. And I'm saying, I'm not thinking you, Tim, but us uh, as, no. as an individual person, right? And, get and, decide. And, and
0: I love this. I love this aspect. Yeah. It's the whole idea that we get to decide. And that's one, that's the biggest step that we don't, we hear somebody say something, we believe it, and we just accept it.
1: We believe it, or we get like super annoyed and get defensive about it because we don't believe it, right? And that's not really helpful either, that emotion of defensiveness is going to send us down a different path. If we, if we can just look at that as those are just words that somebody made up somewhere along the the way, right, Mm -hmm. and not give weight either way to them then we can have a cleaner mind of what we want to do, right? So then you can think about, okay, what are my own individual thoughts? I don't believe there's a beginning and an end to grief. What do I believe? I believe I'm on a journey and I want to live forward. So then you you just kind of like take each thought individually and decide what it make, what you make it mean. Now, I know it's not as um, easy of just replacing your thoughts, right? So we have these beliefs that aren't helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll hear, oh, just put a positive spin on it or, oh, yeah. um, and I'll say it, I'll say you have, you have the choice to change your thoughts. And that is true, but it's not as easy as just putting, you know, rainbows and daisies on it and thinking everything's going to work out the way that's you want it to. That is not, a lot yeah, of work that is not, yes. yes, yeah. Th- there is a lot of work involved, really good work though. Work sounds kind of like, you know, Oof, I have to labor into this, but it's actually really important work. So if you're having a thought, I want to think of an example. Um, you know, something like it's not okay for me to to live forward, or if I were to live forward, that means that I'm forgetting the past, or you know, something yes. like that. Let's say yes. you have something like that. You don't want to go necessarily from, um, you know, oh no, I'm going to live forward and it's going to be you know amazing and it's the right thing to do because you're probably your brain's not going to believe that, mm-hmm. and if your brain doesn't actually believe that thought. It's going to revert right back and probably even further back because now you're judging yourself. You're beating yourself up. I can't get this right. Mm-hmm. But it might be something like, I'm becoming someone who believes that it's okay for me to live forward and still honor the memory of my lost mm-hmm. yeah, person or something like that. You can, you can soften, soften. It's probably not the right word, but you can, you can create a thought that is more believable that you truly can believe. And once you truly can believe that thought, You will start to see your feelings change a little bit, your actions change a little bit, Mm -hmm. and then it might be, okay, I thought that went down. Now I'm going to step it up into another thought. We call it ladder thoughts until you get to the place where you really want to be.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Ladder thoughts makes a whole bunch of sense. Obviously, I constantly say you just need to take one step forward. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how big or how small, it's just one step. And I like this idea of ladder thoughts because it's a bit more strenuous than just taking a step forward. It's really climbing and that is really nice. And you, you touched on something there that uh, I don't want to get too deep into, but I believe that we are always our own worst enemy. When it comes to our thoughts, we can beat ourselves up constantly. And I love how you say, you know, deal with a mindset shift of something that you can believe not something that's too grand and i actually recently just mentioned don't look too far ahead don't look Mm -hmm. too far forward deal with the things that you can deal with now so you know that that nasty person in our head can really be it can be a very important part of who we are to Mm -hmm. either steer us left or steer us right
1: yeah for sure and that that The inner voice that we have, and everyone has it because we have human brains, is there for a reason. And I think um to offering grace in that way, knowing that it is truly our brains' way of trying to protect us. That's what our brains were designed to do back in the caveman days, right? We need to, you know, hide from the lions and the bears. Like there was a there was um a reason for it, and it's protecting us from the uncertainty, from the fear, from the humiliation, from the sadness. It's just trying to protect us. And if we can't just know that. That just offers a little bit more peace. Nothing is wrong with me for having these these thoughts that are maybe not helpful in this human brain. What the the difference is, right, is what do I do with them? Do I want to believe them? Or do I want to put them aside and just say, thank you very much. I know why you're here. It is not helping me right now. I'm going to do this instead, right? And just giving yourself grace in a peaceful way, I think is really, really helpful.
0: I love that. That's awesome. I mean, if anybody, if nobody walks away with anything on this particular episode, except for that, I think it would be a step in the right direction. Huge, huge benefit. So hopefully my friends out there can understand why I brought you on the show, because the way that you talk about mindset and thought work for the professionals out there in the world really has everything to do with almost anybody across the board. And I firmly believe that. And I think you just explained it very well. And hopefully you've given the listeners a little bit of confidence that, uh, they can actually do the work and yes, grief is difficult and there's work to grief, no matter how you slice it up. Hopefully we can make the work happen in a positive aspect. Now, one thing that, you know, you know, my entire story And listeners most likely know my my entire story, where my wife lost her husband in 1999 when they had a nine-month-old daughter. She was the one in my life that provided me guideposts and provided me permission, in fact, to move forward and find a way through grief without leaving my loss behind, because of the way that she just lived, the way that she allowed me into her life and the way that she also allowed for room for her late husband. And to this day, we, he is part of the life that we have built and so is his family. So that was the best way for me to learn about grief because of what she showed me. And hopefully that story will also help my listeners as well. But if there is one thing to, to walk away based on what she did for me, that you can tell me what your perception is from the outside, because you definitely have more of a perception knowing me and knowing my story, very similar to my listeners. I'd love for you to just let me know what you think one of the most important aspects of of that history might have mm-hmm. been.
1: Well, as you we were talking about this, and I do know your story, but um, in the context of what we're talking about, of course, I have really no idea what was going on in Colleen's mind at the time. But here's what I would imagine: I was imagining, you know, her at a point asking herself some powerful questions, which is a huge thing, mm. right? So I can either, you know, continue down this path, or I can choose to live forward. And she had a daughter, a nine-month-old daughter, right? There was a decision that point. And when we find ourselves um, kind of in that not sure what I want to do or do I have the, the mindset to do it, you can ask some questions. What am I missing out on mm-hmm. if I s- choose to stay here versus yep. moving fo- living forward here? And, and, you, and answer that question, what are you missing out on? I can imagine maybe that would be something that would have been going through her head. What would, what would the people around me be missing out on? if I choose to stay here versus living forward. Um, You know, what if, I love this question too, like, what if I'm just wrong? So if I'm having a thought of, um, you know, I, I just, I'm more comfortable staying here or I feel if I move forward that I'm, you know, forgetting about the person I lost, what if I'm just wrong? What if there's a different side? What might that other side be? Just asking, so that's what I'm imagining is asking some of those really powerful questions. Um, it starts to challenge your brain to think about different answers that it's not giving you automatically, which then will lead to different results. And the result, you know, was with, with you and your boys and, you know, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so much goodness, right? Because yep. of the choices that she yep. made.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I wasn't sure how that uh, question was going to come about, but uh, you, you hit it male on the head right there, my friend. Okay. Well, thank you again, Angie, for joining me. I want my listeners to remember Angie is the creator of the Practically Perfect Leader podcast. And I highly recommend that you head over to her show and listen to a couple of episodes because you will be very surprised at how much you can benefit from her episodes and again, Angie, thank you so much. And I actually, in just a few short days, I think four days, her and I will be speaking at a conference down in Orlando. Shucks, I'm in the Midwest. It was 30 (laughs) degrees today and now I got to go into the nice palm tree weather. Oh, well, so I can't wait to see you and give you a hug in person. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate it.
1: Anytime. Thanks, Tim.
0: Okay. So as you can tell with my discussion with Angie, there's always different aspects of loss that crop up in a discussion which you may not realize are there until you allow yourself to express them. I hope our chat regarding mindset has allowed you to think about approaching your grief in a slightly different manner, whether it is with more grace for yourself, a different way to look ahead as you walk your path, or maybe allowing yourself the idea that taking a step forward for the sake of living your life for and with those around you is something you can actually accomplish given the time needed to progress in that manner. Now, a concept of living forward is not in any way a selfish thing, but instead it is a necessary thing. As I've learned from my late wife, Colleen, as we began a relationship and built our life together all those years ago, There is plenty of room to bring your loved one on every journey you have before you. You may bring their memory. You may bring their influence. You may bring your history with them as your life has been formed by your time together. But you must understand and believe it is possible to build a new, different life. The life before you, in their absence, but with their blessing because they want you to live on, not standing still in life, and honor your time you've had with them as you spread what you have experienced with them while beginning to live forward yourself. Thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm so thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can and head over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels on Facebook or Instagram. Request to become a guest on the podcast. I'd love to have your voice here or contribute to the blog with your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. Also, I'd like to invite you to connect with me directly. Tim at grateful.com. And more importantly, give me a call if you'd like. Leave me a voicemail and be on the show by sharing with me how your personal mindset has shifted after your loss. The phone number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And if you would rather leave me a text, you can certainly do that as well. So lastly, I ask if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. It does go a long way to helping this podcast reach more and more people each and every week. You can go to journeytograteful.com and choose the leave a review button on the homepage or the podcast page. So in closing out our discussion of this idea of living forward... I simply want to go directly to a quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald that although is not in direct relation with today's episode, it may just provide you with some strength and courage and a different mindset to embrace as we search for our way through the idea of living forward. For what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find that you're not... I hope you have the strength to start over. And thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any other episode that you previously listened to. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.